Welcome to this SDG Network, Aarhus University podcast. And in the studio, we are four persons. I'm Jonas Lyskov from the Danish School of Education. But uh, we also have three specialists from different, almost different fields. Katarina, would you introduce yourself? Yes, absolutely. Hello, my name is Katarzyna Mitkidis, and I'm Associate Professor from the Department of Law at Aarhus University. I am now to pass the word to Jessica, I guess. It would be great, <laughs> Jessica. Hello, my name is Jessica Aschermann-Witzel, and I'm a Professor at the Department of Management, but also part of the MAP Center, where we do research on food consumer behavior and food marketing. And finally, I'm Daniel Kardyp. I'm a PhD student at the Danish School of Education. Great. Okay. So um, we are here through this uh, network, but it's a, it's a very broad and encompassing network with different disciplines represented. So it's quite interesting. I mean, how do we relate specifically to the SDGs, but also to sustainability through our work and research? Katarina? Yes. So, as I mentioned, I'm working at the law department and I started to work with the sustainability issue or area in the sustainability area during my PhD project, so some years already ago. And I was working on how can we promote global sustainability through private law, through the use of contracts, specifically in international supply chains. So I started to connect Law and contracts, private contracts, was public goals of uh, sustainability, global sustainability. And after my PhD, I, I continued in that path and I moved more towards the environmental law area. And currently, I'm very much interested into the interaction between different sustainability development goals specifically between the goal number three, which speaks about good health and all the environmental goals. So those are goals 13, 14, 15. And whether they can function together, these goals, whether we can achieve at the same time good health and a good environment, or whether they or where they actually contradict and conflict. So that's, that's my research uh, focus right now. And I'm teaching also in, in the area of sustainability and corporate social responsibility. Of course, looking on the legal side of things, are we obliged to actually behave in a sustainable manner? Are there some rules, legal rules that, uh, that uh, require the production and consumption to be... Uh, sustainable or or is it all just our voluntary participation in this endeavor so that's about me my research and teaching this is of course a mix of in this network of uh, senior and junior researchers and we are lucky enough to have uh, daniel here as well you just started your phd but how do you relate to the also the these uh, themes of uh, the sdgs and sustainability yeah my my PhD project is uh, educational endeavors to deal with uh, sustainability and environmental issues outside of the formal educational system, uh, more particularly in, the, in museums and science centers and places like those. 
in that way, sustainability is quite central to, to, the, to the research that I'm doing. And the SDGs does play a role in my, in my uh, project as well, since I, um, I came to realize that SDGs is present in a lot of these places used as, you know, if you find them on posters uh, in different museums and science centers and uh, botanical gardens and stuff like that somewhat used differently all the different places but that for one thing makes it interesting that that these um, SDGs has have found their ways to uh, to this sector and then more specifically I'm, I'm working on a case from from uh, Renköping a newly opened uh, nature center called Naturkraft and I've also been following their uh, development process towards the grand opening and yeah it's been it's been obvious that the SDGs has been playing some role in the way that they've been developing ideas and they've been developing the the ways that they approach communicating sustainability and environment great and Jessica yeah i think i have um, I relate to my to the SDGs both in research and teaching but i think um, I t typically talk about sustainability, and I have worked about that for, for for quite some time. So what I typically do is work about a lot about consumer behavior, and that has been in terms of health and sustainability. So topics like organic food or healthy eating, and, and lately a lot about on food waste. Um, and when it comes to food, it's normally a product cannot really be sustainable. It only it always depends on the system, whether or not the system is sustainable. So it is often a food system perspective. And the SDGs, I think they are very, they're very important in terms of international collaboration and, and who the countries have different, different perspectives and different um, points of, of view on that. And I've been working a lot in Latin America and uh, working with healthy eating in, in, in Uruguay and um, the food waste topics there and because they have different perspectives on that. And I think that's, that's very interesting. Um, and in terms of teaching, I have been teaching a course on sustainable production and consumption at, at BSS, and that means that it's um, business school students that learn about sustainability, and, and the focus is here to, to know what the challenges are and to find out what is the role of companies and the responsibility of companies, but also their power to maybe do, make a difference. Wonderful. Thank you. I mean, um, a network like this, it, it also has some specific, specific topics, uh, waste and resources and circular economy and so on. But it's also uh, a very, very di different disciplines that are meeting. So I would like to ask you, how do or do you relate to the specific topics of this network? And is it more, I mean, meeting uh, different insights from dis different disciplines? Or, and being inspired, or is it relating directly into your the core of your work? Yes, so I would say that it's uh, both. It's directly related uh, to my latest research project where I looked on medicinal pharmaceutical waste uh, and how people handle waste. So that, that goes directly to the topic of waste. And I, would, I was interested in and still and still conducting some research whether we could apply some circle thinking about pharmaceutical waste. So the topic of waste is directly my research topic. 
but the network for me also serves a very important role of uh, inspiring finding uh, different people's perspective on waste and how to handle it because my perspective is very narrow it's how we can regulate it and how we can change people's behavior through regulation but there's of course many other uh, areas that should be that are relevant and should be taken into consideration when maybe preparing drafting new regulation so for me it's both it's inspiration but it also directly relates to the topic of my research great and what about you jessica i guess there are some obvious things that connect yeah i think the, the most important topics that i work with that has a lot to do with this network is food waste and i think that's also where there are various disciplines that uh, work with food waste because um, those who do operations research look at the operational um, organization of that and, and our part is where we look at consumer behavior how they waste and especially how how companies and supermarkets um, impact that because the kind of food system approach that we have here is that we look into how pricing of food might impact what consumers do in their home the, the first how they purchase and then how, how they use the food at, at home and what at which point they maybe throw something out. Um, and I think that's a topic that is very inter interdisciplinary, where various other disciplines also here in this network have worked on this, uh, for example, from a sociological point of view. Yeah. What about you, Daniel? You are early in your research, but uh, but it's a, it's a huge case you are, are looking into. Yeah, it is. And yes, it's very early on in my research still, but my project doesn't directly attached to these themes. It doesn't have much to do with waste and it doesn't directly have anything to do with a circular economy. But yet I, I guess that um, what the case that I'm working on, what, what they aim to do is to establish or inspire a certain attitude towards ecological living, ecological being and the relationship with nature and that to me is, and I guess to, to the people that I'm uh, researching, that is like a, a first step before becoming aware of, of a circular economy and more and all of these societal um, next level things in terms of, of behavior and acting sustainable. Jessica? I think actually that's where, where your topic feeds into circular economy in that sense that when people are aware more about the natural systems and how they are built, it's, it becomes obvious that it is very circular. Um, and then it's the, I mean, the educational party is about sort of getting into the mindset, of course, everything has to go somewhere. And um, if I have something that I don't need anymore, where is it going? And just not asking, okay, this goes to the waste and then it's gone, but thinking, okay, what are the resources in here and, and what, what is happening next with this and how can I put it into reuse in some way or other? And I think that's Katarina, what you are looking into when people throw away medicine, that they don't think this is the end of it, but they sort of return it back somewhere so that whatever that is still in there um, can be used or it can be sort of disposed of in, in a responsible way because that's what what we typically learn by observing nature that there is no waste in nature. I would react to that uh, saying that not everything in our society I think has the possibility of uh, this circle life cycle and medicine for example is one of it actually because we cannot reuse it 
so far because we are scared uh, of the impacts on our health. So I think that there is also a value in this network of uh, kind of exploring what are the limits of circularity and uh, whether we can make it happen for most of our products and, and parts of life. Yeah, relating to this network, I mean, it, it is, it's not that it's it's unique, but uh, but of course we all tend to hide in our specific disciplines. And I think that's, it's quite powerful to get get together with uh, within uh, different disciplines and also quite locally and learn from each other but uh, but what role should a, a network like this play i mean what what can we use it for is it very specific for applications or is it more general uh, learning from each other and implementing in the more uh, long-term uh, research agendas uh, what do you want to use this or how do you find this network uh, promising or useful i think we actually um, earlier talked about this that we talked about that there's transdisciplinarity and multi and inter and cross-disciplinarity and this kind of network helps us not necessarily right away starting an application, but getting to know each other in order to understand what is the perspective and the value of, of somebody else's discipline and also to understand how people talk about this and then be to to begin to see what it research questions that you might have, uh, what could be the perspective from another discipline on the same research question and how that can maybe, maybe be, be a synergy there. Daniel? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think also that in line with the, the project that I'm working on, it's a matter of building an attitude, simply uh, being aware of, of, of what it takes to get out of the silos, <laughs> that it's not necessarily very easy. But once you get out there, you, you get confronted with, with different sorts of questions and different perspectives on, on the things that you are dealing with within your uh, specific disciplines and I think that's very valuable and I think also that it's a it's a way of practicing what it also takes in a more holistic uh, way to to be or live or do or work sustainably that it's it is a interdisciplinary endeavor. Katarina? Yes so I think it's both about the what Jessica and Daniel said about this uh, kind of uh, getting to know each other and training ourselves in this um, th thinking, way of thinking interdisciplinary and finding other perspectives interesting, important and taking them in, into consideration and only when we trained ourselves really. Uh, and I, I, I would think that most of us need more and more of this only when we are comfortable in that, we can actually apply for funding uh, across disciplines. Yeah, I find it quite ironic that we can, you know, within our disciplines, we have colleagues all over the world. But it can be extremely hard to go to the next building and uh, talk with the, the local colleagues from different disciplines there. But, but yeah, I, I find it very... Um, giving and, and fruitful also actually because often we would have infights and differences with uh, our colleagues from within disciplines but uh, I know nothing about you know the fights in uh, environmental or, or climate law 
So there I'm, I'm just quite interested. And I guess we are not fighting for the same positions either. So, so, so in that way, it's actually quite a relaxed uh, environment to meet in, uh, interdisciplinary network like this. Great, time is up. Thank you for participating and for your excellent uh, perspectives.